You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And during Kentucky's loss to Tennessee Tuesday night on senior night, still something I just uh, uh, mind-boggling how that happened, uh, but... Uh, it did. Not if you and, check the scoreboard tonight in college basketball. Uh, well, it is a little crazy out there. Yeah, uh, the SEC was wacky on uh, Tuesday night, which will or Wednesday night, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Uh, but I, <laughs> I guess we have a little bit more uh, maybe explanation, uh, or you, you could possibly a clue as to why the team might have collapsed the way they did over the final 17 minutes of the game with a 17-point lead. Is It was right around then that uh, Calipari uh, reportedly, uh, by several different accounts of it, uh, uh, went to Ashton Higgins and asked him to go back into the ball game. And Ashton was sitting there with his, his hood on and said, no, I'm not going back in, or, or just basically said, refused to go back Decl- in the game. Declined, declined, yeah, declined. that invitation, yeah. Right, and Calipari told him he could go to the locker room then, just go to the locker room, and then uh, then I guess the strength coach got involved and uh, talked to Ashton, and there was an argument there. But uh, several accounts uh, saying that all, all this did transpire, that this that yeah. there was an argument between Calipari yeah. and Ashton, and it Yeah, it happened. Involved. It, it yeah. happened. I talked to, I've talked to people who were – we sit up high, um, mm-hmm. the writers, but I talked to multiple people who were down low – and close to Kentucky's bench, and some version of that happened. The one thing I know for sure is that Cal tried to put Higgins in. He didn't want to go back in. He eventually went back in, and then I don't think came back out. Um, you, know, you could see that there was some discussion going on down there, but um, apparently it got a little heated. Um, the TV I, broadcast, what you could see, because I went back and watched, from like the 15-minute mark, and see, ESPN had no chance of getting involved in this whatsoever or picking it up because they were busy with a predetermined story, which this sh- stuff drives me crazy when they do this, is something that they could have done at halftime. They do in the middle of a game. Right. So when something develops on the spot live, they're too busy with their predetermined Story, package, little thing that they're going to get in. So it was, let's bring Joe Lenardi on for two or three, four or five minutes of the game, whatever, and then follow it with that whole Evansville rant uh, by Calipari that you sparked. And then they played that uh, almost in its entirety. So there was during that, when that, that was like the under 16 timeout. And that's around about the time that, that Hagen's re-enters the game and all that went down. So there was, they had no place. They had no, you know, chance to, to, to cover it because they were already into their own thing. But, but you can see they cut away to Calipari on the bench, and he goes to Kenny Payne and pokes Kenny on the shoulder and kind of points down there to Ashton like, what are we doing here? Is he going in the game or what? And then you see Kenny like leans back 
uh, behind Joel Justice, who he's sitting next to, and then there's E.J. Montgomery on the bench, and he kind of points to Ashton. Uh, and there's a moment there where you can see E.J. kind of talking to Ashton like he's asking him what's up, and Ashton just kind of throws his hands up. So all that you can see on TV, but at the time, you're not you're not reading anything into it. You're not paying attention to that whatsoever. Right. But in retrospect, now you can see that all that was going on. Yeah, it was a weird night. Like one thing everybody noticed, at least anybody that was around me um, during the game, is that Cal Perry was just like like nuclear almost from the start of the game. Um. He was screaming at the officials all night. He screamed at assistant coaches. He screamed at players. Um, you know, and he's a screamer. He's like he's a he's an aggressive coach. He coaches yeah. them very aggressively. But he seemed really out of sorts. I got a text from somebody that was really close to their bench and just said it was just really odd. Like it was not a, not the normal kind of Calipari, you know, admonishment. It was just like he was just kind of unglued last night, and so. You know, there are a couple possibilities in my mind. I hate to be real speculative, but, like, there's a couple right. possibilities in my mind. Um, one is that there's something else going on that we don't know about. You know, like, there's there's something, there's a stressor that's being caused right now. Um, you know, maybe, it is, maybe it's Ashton Hagen's um, not playing well or these guys, you know, some conflict about who's getting attention or not getting attention. You know, I know... One of the one of the sort of increasingly popular theories now is that maybe pick Nick and pick Quick was a was, you know, I thought a, a great campaign. I thought in, from a PR perspective, really well done. But from a team perspective, was it a bad idea? Because you've mm-hmm. got a guy like Ashton Hagens who thought, hey, this was my team. I thought, right. Uh, and and now all the attention is shifted to these two specific guys. And it's in the and the wording of it when you when you start to think about it from the, like. You know, everybody matters on a team perspective. The mm-hmm. language of picnic, pick quick, uh, is sort of the un, the unsaid is don't pick Ashton, don't pick Tyrese. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. sort of the unintended con- consequence. So, is there something like that? Is there, you know, some turmoil going on there? Or my other thought, my other sort of conspiratorial thought, is that. Cal agrees with me that it's a, it's good to have a loss, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you're on a roll like this, and especially when you're winning, but you still see some things that you don't like, and you're having a hard time getting that message across. Like, how do you communicate to Ashton Hagens that he's got to play better when they when they keep winning anyway? Um, you know, how do you communicate to this team you cannot keep giving up these leads when they win anyway? Right. And so maybe Cal was just in a in a you know, I'm not saying like throw the game mode, but maybe he was just in a like, you know, I'm not taking anything from anybody tonight and I'm going to demand, you know, and, and maybe, maybe <laughs> by him just being completely nuclear from the start and consider too, that like they played great at the start and they're up they, 17 and Cal still stomping and screaming around. I wonder if that just threw his team into total disarray. Like what is going on? tonight like what is happening why why is he so angry um I yeah, don't know. when you played brilliantly for 23 minutes and built that 17 point lead and your offense yeah. looks spectacular but you know ashton sat a lot of the first half as well yeah. 
And yeah, he did. He, I mean, Tyrese Maxey looked good at point guard. Yeah. Uh, the offense was rolling. I mean, the crazy thing about what ended up happening is Tyrese Maxey had 21 points with like 13 minutes to go in the game. Yeah. And did not score again. Um, You know, and that was, you know, Hagens was in there and finished, even though he didn't want to be in there, apparently. You know, and that's what you wonder, like, okay, why didn't Hagens want to go back in? Was it like, hey, I, you know, we've got this lead. I've, I'm cooling down. I've told you guys I need a break. My body's, you know, beat up. I'm taking my break. Uh, or was it, oh, you didn't need me in the first half, and, you know, this is, you know, you're, you're happier with the offense with Tyrese Maxey running it? Well, I'll just sit right here and let him run it. Um, you know, I, mean, I don't he know. He did pick up his third foul. He like did. 30 seconds into the second he got, half. He got his first foul in the first 15 seconds of the game. He got his second, his third foul, you know, 30 seconds into the second half. And at that point, I started thinking, like, maybe he's trying to manage his own minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, get his own uh, load management. But the pro- see, the, the problem with when stuff like this happens, the biggest problem is the fact that it causes us to have these conversations and all the fans yeah. to have these conversations. I would really like to have a disclaimer here that we have no idea. And it may be almost nothing at all. It may be just a routine spat squabble that happens who knows how many times over the course of a season and we never hear about it. Right. Um, Could just be I'm having a bad day. Right. Don't mess with me. I don't think this is like a five alarm fire necessarily, but it, you know, when something like this happens and you lose and you blow a huge lead and you've yelled at your teammate on the court, um, it opens it up to people going, what, what is going on here? Uh, I'm trying to see. Well, we should take a break. Yeah, let's, let's do that. So once you see in the break and then tell us on the other side, when locked on Kentucky podcast (laughs) continues. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. We're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, and uh, I do have a couple things on Ashton Higgins that I want to bring up. But uh, right before we went to the break, you were headed in Seeing one about something. No, I was trying to see. I, I mentioned, so uh, Tyrese Maxey's last bucket came uh, with 11.59 to go in the game, and they were up nine at that point. And he didn't score again. I was trying to see if he just didn't get any more shots. He actually got off five more shots and missed them all and turned it over twice. Well, it appeared um, that there were a few times that they were going to him, you know, late in the game. Yeah. And, um, and it just didn't kind of work. Yeah. Here, here, here's something else I would say um, to Ashton Hagen's credit. We're like, oh, he checked out on his team, you know, whatever. We're trying to read into this yeah. interaction. Well, whatever it was about not wanting to go back in, he did go back in. And he also is the reason they almost still salvaged that game anyway. Yeah. Because he, ca- he yeah. came in, uh, you know, they're down. Tennessee's made the big run. They're down with six minutes to go. Ashton Hagens has a great driving layup, finally makes one, then immediately steals the ball. Drives in and gets fouled, makes one of two free throws. Game's tied. Yeah, um, you know he makes a a driving layup with 53 seconds left uh, to get him within four. Um, you know he. It wasn't like he quit trying. Now he did have a, a horrific turnover um, with 39 seconds to go when they had a chance to get even closer. But you know I don't I don't I don't think he quit trying. 
Um, well, so I, I, don't I so think... I give him so I give him credit for that. And like you know, when you're frustrated, like when the the thing the other little video that went kind of viral or hit where he's kind of gesturing frustratedly at Nick Richards and looking him in the face and saying, "Pass me the ball or throw me the yeah. ball, throw me the ball." That was after Nick Richards grabbed the defensive rebound and got the ball stripped away, and it was a right. turnover. Because he was saying, like, don't hold the ball as a seven-footer on a defensive rebound. Give it to the point guard. Right. Uh, and you you don't – I don't think you say things like that, you know, if you're not trying to win. You know, if you're not a – Yeah. You're, you know, that was a, a critical um, moment in the game. And that was my next point was that I don't think that Ashton Higgins is, is not interested in trying to go as far as this team can go in March. No, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think he's quit or checked out on his team. I, I think this was just something that happened, and who who knows, um, you know, if it's happened before. But what, what we do know is that he he declined to go back into the game. So what would you do uh, as as John Calipari now? Now that that. Uh, whether whether you want to deal with that like on your own internally and uh, and you have before or something, but now it be, it's become public, and so now what do you do with it? How do you handle it now? Do you just because he's going to talk on Friday? You would think uh, he's supposed yeah. to anyway uh, to preview the game against. Yeah, Florida. I'm, I'm not happy that I have my, I'm going to fly out of to Gainesville before that press conference. Now I usually don't <laughs> mind missing one of those, but that feels like right. it could be an important one. Yeah, I mean, what should he say now? Is, I guess is where you're going. Yeah, how do what? you handle it publicly? Do hard, you? Um... That's hard for me to know because it's hard because I don't know exactly what happened. Like I don't know what the circumstances were around that. Um, but what you do know is everybody knows that Hagen's declined to go back into the game. That's right. what we know. Right. We know at least that part of it. Right, and like Cal does not want to come out and deny that because people can prove it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't it's think kind he, of like with Spike Lee and James Dolan, where yeah. you know Spike Lee, uh, we see one thing, and then Dolan comes out and says, "Well, you guys don't know the whole situation there. That's not what you think it is." Right. And, and yeah, then some people are like, "Well, it's too I'm late." Not, I'm not <laughs> siding with Dolan because that's right. a dirt ball. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how he should handle it. I I think he's always had Ashton Hagen's back, and I suspect he'll have it again. Yes. Um, I think he'll come out and say, and some people are getting really frustrated by that, but like, man, if that's your kid, don't you want the coach to like ride or die with your, with him? You know, like, um, and also (laughs) I just can't stress this enough. Like, well, oh, I think they're better with Tyrese Maxey running the offense, maybe in short periods, but what are they, I mean, okay. So let's, so you bench Ashton Hagens and Tyrese Maxey's your point guard. Who's your three? Yeah. Johnny Juzang? Okay, that's fine. He can make shots. He's been good. I mean, I, I'm not being critical of Johnny Juzang, but he's about, I don't know, 25% the defender that Ashton Hagen it, it, Ashton Hagens is. Um, he has no big game experience, very little crunch time experience. Um, he's had, he's been in some late game situations where he kind of looked overwhelmed. I mean, what are your options there? And so you're going to take 
you know, whatever you think of Ashton Hagens, inarguably one of the best defenders in America off the floor. No. Um, <laughs> no. I, you know, I mean, I just – flaws and all, your best chance to get to a Final Four – now, it may be the reason you don't get to a Final Four, some mistake he makes, but the best chance to get there includes Ashton Hagens as a major part of that, as a starter, as a major minute guy, period. And you know, Cal knows that. So, you know, unless he's done something that just abs- – you have no choice but to suspend him. You know, I, like, did he cuss right. him out? Like, you know, if he showed just absolute insubordination – uh, about you know, in front this, of the situation, team. in front of the team. But here's the thing: Cal has said this before. He has talked about saying to guys, you know, go in the game, and they don't want to go in because you know, like late. In, you know, he's talking a lot of times. He's talking about late in the game situations. But yeah. even recently, like this year, I think he's talked about it. I've said to you a can't guy, handle it. Yeah, you know, you want to go in, and they're like, no, don't put me in at the end of a blowout. That's embarrassing. Yeah, and he's like, when they say that, I say fine. Um. And so I think there's a level of that that happens in basketball sometimes. For one reason or another, the guy doesn't want to go in. You say, okay. Um, I also wonder where, you know, Calipari had said, Ashton is the least of our concerns. And then he finally said, come on, six turnovers, got to be better than that. And then the next time he said, yeah, we might consider resting him for a game. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it, there's been sort of a progression of, like, acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. There <laughs> that, has like, been. Like, there's something going on there. Um, so, I mean, look, if, if Cal knows, everybody knows, then he will probably address it in some way. Like, look, yeah, he didn't want to go in. I get it. You know, he thought we were comfortably ahead. He's, you know, he does need a break or whatever happened. I think he'll kind of um, – generally acknowledge what happened and say, like, it's not a big deal. Ashton's my point guard. Yeah. If I had to predict. Um, yeah. And the other you thing. Would, I would also imagine he's, he's starting on, on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, at this point. Yeah. Unless, unless you, unless it was like, look, he said he's, he's hurting. You know, we owe it to him to rest him. We, we need him. Although I'd rather win Saturday in Gainesville and not worry about the tournament in Nashville. Yeah. Right. I think if they can win Saturday in Gainesville and win that Friday game in, in Nashville, that's when you start saying, like, all right, let's just pack it in and get home. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and maybe you do sit Ashton Hagens in, in the semifinals of the SEC tournament. One, to give him a rest, and two, to sort of, sort of potentially, you know, guarantee that you go home and get an extra day of rest. Yeah. Uh, you know, it gets – Tyrese a chance to play point guard, but I think in the long game you would expect they'd have a hard time winning against a quality team on in the SEC semifinals without Hagens. So in that way, you lose, but it's a win-win. You go home early, Ashton Hagens gets a break, everybody else gets another day. Um, we'll see. Who knows if they they even think that way? But the one thing I would say too about why I would predict Cal will come out for Ashton Hagens on Friday is because he's taken an absolute beating online. Yeah, people have crushed. Not everybody. I mean, there's been a. I've been also impressed by how many people in in his mentions have like tried to shut down people who are coming at him, and you know, other fans saying, "Hey, quit that." Um, There's there are way more of those than there are the the negative, but the negative it stands out so much because it's like so nasty, and it's also just so mind boggling to be to think that anybody 
would go online and just trash a, another person uh, who's a sophomore in college because they didn't play as well. You know, and it, now the thing that's really bad for Hagen's is, you know, oh, you disrespected the coach is like like a total free pass for those people that just want to tee off on uh, it's just, it's... Um Look, I... You shouldn't do it. Just don't well, do it. Well, that, that is meant for you and your friends. You're, the people that you watch games with or your fellow UK fans. Right. Crap on the kid all you want in your living room. Yes. You can say how horrible he is or whatever, but what you don't do is say it to him behind your social media account. What is that doing? What, where yeah. does that mentality come from? There's what a... do you hope to achieve? You want to make Ashton feel like shit about himself? Uh, right. Is that what you're trying to do? That's and the then other... what? He'll kill himself maybe? And then he's not on the team anymore? I just, I just don't understand that whole mentality of attacking a player on the I mean, team it's... that you love. You know what would be better is if he played better. Then that would help your team. Right, and, and accomplish and, the goal that you ultimately want, which is a national championship. Yeah, and crushing his self-esteem is uh, probably not going to make him play better. That's a, that's a point I tried to make on Twitter tonight. It's like, like a like a, a nasty note about how much you hate him from a random stranger and a bunch of those is not going to help. It's no. not like there is no chance it's going to help. And the, the other thing I pointed out is like, if anybody read the story I wrote on Nick Richards. And Patrick Ewing and confidence and admitting you didn't have any. Yes. Where his girlfriend talks about, like him just with just puppy dog eyes showing her his phone and saying like, "Can you believe people are saying this stuff to me? Like yeah. these people that are supposed to be fans of the team I play for and me are saying this stuff. People saying you're the worst player that ever played at Kentucky." I mean, after no, I mean, most people understand that that happened to Nick Richards. That he was he took a ton of abuse, and it, and then his whole issue is that he lost complete confidence in himself. And those things are probably a little bit related, like playing bad and then hearing from everybody that you suck. Yeah, um, it doesn't help. It does not help. And so then what, on top so of what that, is your what is your what is your um, goal you hope to achieve by trashing the kid? Well, you also give the the whole fan base a black eye as well, because then who do you think uh, these players tell that to? Like a recruit comes to town or something. What's it like here? You know how? Well, just be prepared. Yeah. You know, there, there's the great when you're when you're going good, they love you. When you're not going so good, they hate you, and you will get messages like like this one right here. See this? And this I, is what they say. I'll tell you that there are people on that staff that are not pleased at times about that stuff. Cause it does make their job harder. You yeah. know, like they're already selling that. Like they're trying to be real with people and say, look, Kentucky's hard, <laughs> but they don't want to, you know, yeah. there's, there's hard, like Cal's going to push you hard every day in practice and there are high expectations. And then there's, Oh, but also if you don't play great every single night, you're going to get crapped on. Like you've yeah. never been crapped on in your life. Speaking um, of making the fan base look bad. That's something we will discuss next, an incident that occurred at the Tennessee game when the Locked On Kentucky podcast continues. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Okay, we're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, and as if the whole Ashton Hagens thing and losing a 17-point lead and losing to Tennessee on your home court on senior night wasn't bad enough, then you had... Uh, a fan caught on video leaving the arena, uh, being taunted. Why are you leaving? 
and it's uh, it's a Tennessee fan that is uh, taunting the UK fan, and as the UK fan draws closer, uh, turns to down the aisle and calls the guy who was uh, was recording it the N word twice, twice, right in the camera, right into the camera, and so now you've got that as yeah. well. Now, since then, the woman has issued an apology, and Mitch Barnhart has also issued a statement where he said, an incident like the one that took place last night at Rupp Arena has no place at the University of Kentucky. There will be consequences for this unacceptable behavior, and they will be announced once communicated to the offending party. While the person in question is not a season ticket holder, there are still ways to ensure those actions are not repeated at future UK events. We also have reached out to the patron who was the victim of this abusive and inexcusable language to apologize personally. That's not who we are as an athletics department. Yes, and the, the fan, uh, she outed herself. Uh, everyone had, not everyone, but a lot of people had figured it out. Kentucky had already figured it out. And she uh, outed herself to... WLEX 18 and put out a statement. Her name is Ashley Lyles. I'll, I'll read her statement. It says, my reaction after the game was unacceptable, period. It was against all values of the university and state of Kentucky. I humbly apologize to the individuals at which my words were directed. My words were hurtful and hateful and have no place in this world. I apologize to the university and the state of Kentucky for the embarrassment I've caused. I want my apology not just to be in words, but in actions moving forward. Um, and the sort of interesting twist of this is that Ashley Lyles um, had been a sort of uplifting story around Kentucky basketball. She's a, obviously a big fan. She, uh, in her mid-30s, battled brain cancer um, and it started her own foundation. I think it's called the Sparkle Bright Foundation. To I believe it helps others who are dealing uh, with illness, uh, just keep a positive mental attitude. And um, she's been involved in a bunch of stuff around UK and around the program. Uh, I believe she has been a guest of Ellen Calipari at a game before. Um, Goodness you know, gracious. she's, she is a, you know, I know, I know people who know her and they were like stunned that this happened, that this, that this is not, um, apparently indicative of her at all or what they had seen. And uh, like I said, she had been like this positive figure. I think there's, uh, uh, there was like a uh, alumni Q and a with her on the university's website. Um, she's not a season ticket holder, uh, which is a, a, an interesting distinction in terms of what happens next. Because if you're a season ticket holder, that's a simple solution. You, you right. take their season tickets and ban them. It's hard to ban somebody who isn't a season ticket holder. Cause it, like, are you going to like have her face posted at every, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. ticket, t- ticket taker. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you keep her out? I mean, if you, f- if you find that she's there, then you can, you know, charge her with trespassing right. or whatever, I guess, but she could buy a ticket any way, anywhere she wants and get into a game. Well, she's um, this person who has, you know, built the reputation that you were describing. Yeah. She would um, be noticed at games. And Mitch Barnhart, uh, if he wanted to, could just simply say to her, "Please don't come back." Yeah, we yeah. we need to distance ourselves from you. 
Uh, yeah. This is the consequences for your action. I realize you've issued an apology, but uh, I'm not sure that that really repairs the damage that you did. And so just just please um, stay, stay away. away. Yeah. And if you'd like to come back, you know, in the future, down the road, as Maybe time has passed, reach after, out to us first, please. Yeah. Don't just show up. After you demonstrate some contrition. I, I would imagine right. as someone who's, you know, formed her own foundation and been in the public eye in that way, there will be some some community involvement in trying to... I mean, this is a horrible thing to have on your reputation. Yeah. Uh, you know. Because that apology, I, I, I would imagine... Falls on deaf ears to African Americans. Well, to everybody. I mean, I you know, it, it, no matter what your story is, and it's you know, she's been through a lot. Brain cancer is like a really scary major thing, and and you know, who knows how that has affected her, and maybe her judgment. I don't know, but um, there you cannot, you can, you absolutely cannot say those words. You can't uh, excuse them. Uh, Kentucky can't, you know relationship or not cannot ignore this and it doesn't sound like they're going to uh, they're going to take it seriously um but yeah it's it, it is a it's this is the one of those things that if you say and you're caught saying you it's like a stain on you yeah that you know and rightly so right absolutely rightly so but i you know i would think that this woman is now going to be in um some personal hell. I don't know if it'll cost her job opportunities or, or you know, friends or whatever. Who knows how this will affect her life? But uh, she's well, going to. She pass. just gave Tennessee fans a you know, something to um, something to point to Kentucky fans at. You know. Well, yeah, and that's I think I think you know that's one thing that some of the fan base will turn on her because they that's like that's everything that that so many good Kentucky fans want desperately to not be associated with they don't want to be good uh sane rational kentucky fans of which again there are many more of those than um right than than the the bad ones (laughs) they don't want to be associated with the people who were bombarding a referee's business phone Mm -hmm. you know with you know threats or whatever um, they don't want to be associated with the person shouting the N word. They don't want to be associated with uh, the people who are, uh, you know, harassing recruits and players on the internet. Um, don't do that, people. Don't don't no. don't tweet at the players, and certainly, much more emphatically, don't shout the N word at people over a basketball game or act, ever over anything. Yeah, just act act like. Eh. All right, let's move on to the rest of what happened in the uh, SEC on Wednesday night. Uh, Texas A&M beat Auburn in Auburn, seventy-eight, <laughs> seventy-five. I yeah. mean, that that was insane that that happened. Uh, and Buzz Williams, uh, he may win Coach of the Year in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I They're think nine he, and eight in the SEC now. I think he would have been real. I mean, that that game against Kentucky was the chance to like solidify it, and the way Kentucky just peed down its leg in that um, Tennessee game sort of opened the door. Cal Perry, I thought, was running away with it. But Buzz will get some major consideration. And then in the other in the awards department, I think 
I think Mason Jones might be stealing SEC Player of the Year from Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. Uh, you could dismiss some of the scoring as empty calories when they were losing, but they're winning again. Uh, beat LSU in a crazy shootout, 99-90 to in regulation. As you noted, Arkansas scored 55 in the first half. LSU yeah. scored 56 in the second half. And Mason Jones had 36 points tonight. He now has 30-plus points in seven of the last 11 games, which yeah. is crazy. And they, um, you know, it's been a mixed bag. At one point, they lost five in a row, and they, I think all those were without Isaiah Joe. They've now won three of four since he came back. Um, so, he, you know, he's helping drag. Mason Jones is, is not only scoring a bunch, but now also helping drag Arkansas back into the NCAA tournament picture. Right. I mean, they're they're nineteen and eleven, I think. Um, they are nineteen and eleven, seven and ten in the conference. Uh, yeah, you yeah, were talking weird. about those free throws that we saw. You know, Kentucky at Auburn. Uh, Arkansas was thirty six of fifty four. Oh my lord! Fifty four free throws for one team. Yeah. Ugh. That LSU seems like shot twenty three. Man, yeah, that's uh, that's a bunch. But yeah, I, LSU I, was also eleven of twenty-seven from three. And, really, and still, still lost that game. I mean, is LSU? I think we talked about this last week as maybe being like a an elimination game. Is LSU even going to make the tournament? They're twenty and ten now. I mean, they are going the wrong direction fast. And what's their league record? Eleven and six. So there's a four-way tie now for second place. But man, like they were eight and zero. Oh. They were eight and zero in the league. Now they're eleven and now they're eleven and six. So they've they're yeah. three and six, right? Since yeah. being two games up on everybody else in the conference, it's a three way tie. Actually, it's it's because Florida won, Auburn and LSU both lost. So Florida is eleven and six. Auburn and LSU, all three of them, eleven and six. So those are your. Your two, three, four seeds for the tournament, but uh, you know that could change because uh, Mississippi State is ten and seven. So we'll we'll see what, how it shakes out this weekend. But yeah, Florida won over Georgia. Auburn beats Texas A or Auburn loses to Texas A and M, and Arkansas beats LSU, and then Ole Miss beats. What Missouri. a what a jumble bumbled mess the uh, the SEC is this year. No doubt about it. So. That'll wrap it up for us. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow and preview that uh, Florida game on the Lockdown Kentucky podcast. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at D-R-I-E-F-F-E-R. And Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great Thursday. You are Locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. <laughs>